Last week, we heard from Wayne, who kicked off the first in a mini-series on the Beatitudes, the short statements that Jesus makes at the beginning of the Sermon of the Mount, which is Jesus' most famous sermon written down for us in the Bible. Well, it's important to say at the outset that the Beatitudes don't seem to make sense. So if you've felt that, you're not the only one. They are deliberately created. They're designed to turn anything you thought you knew about blessedness on its head. Now, perhaps Jesus was really just the first hipster, super keen on anything that anyone else isn't doing. But probably not. You know, the mind-bendingly, world-alteringly opposite things to what seems to make sense mean that we should probably sit up and take notice of what he's saying. So this week's beatitude, this week's blessed statement is taken from Matthew chapter 5 verse 4. It's blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Let's take a moment for that to sink in. I mean, when I read this recently, I thought it sounded a lot like blessed are those who are punched in the face and whose noses are broken because eventually their nose will heal and everything will be okay. But from time to time, it will probably still hurt quite a lot. I mean, it doesn't exactly make sense. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. In other words, it can kind of seem like Jesus is diminishing the mourner's experience and suggesting that his comfort will just sort everything out, make it all better again. It's worth noting at this point that to be a mourner, someone doesn't have to have died. I mean, I can think of times, and I'm sure we can all think of times when we've been a bit mournful, or of people whose lives just seem very unhappy. But there's something about the feeling of loss, whether of a person or a home or something else entirely, that makes it nigh on impossible to just feel better about it. There's an emptiness and a finality and um, a loneliness about that feeling. In short, there's a hopelessness. And when you reach the depths of hopelessness, you tend not to feel very blessed. So from my own experience, I know that when someone close to you dies, even if you can stop mourning and missing the person, the individual, you continue to mourn for the future that will never be. In that missing future for me, my dad would be a grandpa to my kids. We would repair all the problems and the holes in our relationship. And importantly, there'd continue to be a hope for something more, something better than what is now. Uh, I'm an, an ordinand, which means I'm a trainee vicar. And when in the summer, my wife, Abby and I found out that we wouldn't be able to continue that next chapter of training here at BNA or even in Bristol as we planned, well, we grieved. 
and we're still mourning now. And even though there are many things in our life which, you know, are blessed and perhaps we should be left reflecting on, on how good things are and how fortunate we are. In the moment of experiencing the missingness of a long hoped for future, it is hard to feel blessed. So what about that comfort? Well, almost anyone who's ever expressed some form of unhappiness in life will have heard words like, oh, you must be feeling dot, dot, dot. Of course, very few people actually do know how you must be feeling, even if they've been through something similar. Jesus, who very much does know how you're feeling, doesn't say things like that. He came to, to bind up the brokenhearted, it says in Isaiah 61, which is a part of the Old Testament of the Bible, which Jesus uses to describe. He quotes it to describe what he's here for. He's, he's here not to ignore the wound, not to treat it as something that it isn't, and not even to just take it away but to bind it up, to help us to move forward and through, not to move on and past. For me, the binding up of the brokenhearted always conjures up the image of a hug, which is something I often am not sure that I want, even when it turns out that is what I needed. The comfort that Jesus brings us in our mourning is one of presence, He's there and he always will be there. In the moment of Jesus' death, his followers, the disciples, they mourned not only the loss of Jesus, of their friend, but the long hoped for future that they had with him. But in fact, in Jesus being raised back to life, that future was not lost. God is even more present with us than a person standing in our midst. His presence in the Holy Spirit can surround us always. God's presence is his comfort. And the assurance of our future with God is his comfort. By his Holy Spirit, God binds up our broken hearts. And God sits with us. And gives us a hug. Way back in the first wave of the pandemic, I'm sure you can remember, we were all still reeling from the newness of lockdown and COVID and, and everything. And, and I was heavily mourning the life that I no longer had. My, my dad had, had recently died and um, my work was very busy in a new way, which was hard. And Life at home was hard and the kids, they were pretty hard. Um, and I was mourning a present and a future that had disappeared before my eyes. Now, Abby, my wife, she noticed this and she handed me a cardboard drinks mat. It was green and, and it had the writing on it, it, had the words, meet me for coffee and a Danish. God. 
And what Abby had spotted in me was that in my morning, I needed to be comforted by Jesus. I needed to spend time with him. Now, as you'll know, coffee in a Danish, quite hard in lockdown. So I didn't do that, but I did take time to allow God to comfort me. I brought all my stuff to God and I allowed him to hug it out with me. You know, it was through worship and spending time praying and reading the Bible and just sitting in silence with God. And it didn't make everything better, but it did make me feel blessed. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Jesus is speaking about how things are in the kingdom, under the rule of King Jesus. But this is not something that is just for the future. A couple of weeks ago, um, James spoke to us about the Lord's Prayer, uh, which is the answer that Jesus gave to the question, how should we pray? And in it, he tells us we should pray your kingdom come and your will be done. Though the world is still in the process of being transformed, Jesus brings the kingdom even now. We're told to pray it will come and to live as though it is coming. It is here. Yes, the mourners will be comforted, but Jesus' kingdom is upon us. By his Holy Spirit, the mourners are being comforted already. Will be is an assurance of what is already happening, not just a promise for the future. Though the futures that I had hoped for are not to be, and the loss continues to feel like loss, And it is hard. I am blessed by the future that I have in Jesus. He sits with us in our mourning and he comforts us. He's steadfast and our future with Jesus is unbeatably secure. Somehow he turns my mourning, my hopelessness, into joy and into hope. Hope for the future that will be, for a future with him, here on earth and beyond. I am blessed and so are you. I'd like us to take some time now to bring our morning.